0: i'm sherry and i'm fran we are continuing our road trip through the state of michigan and fran and i are headed to hell this week before we go to hell fran you know what time it is
1: it's time for weekend shenanigans and notable events but our biggest notable event is the fact that we are going to hell and it's you know there's Times that I thought I was in Hell, just never imagined I'd really make it. And guess what? There's people here that I know. Well, we are so thrilled to be uh, in, in Hell, on location. Um, we just thought it would be a very unique uh, area to introduce for our listeners who might not be uh, even aware of this area. I'm pretty sure everyone is aware of a lot of the sayings that have to do with hell, um, but we just jotted some down for your entertainment. Um, they include All Hell Broke Loose, Hot as Hades, A Bat Out of Hell, Catch Hell, To Hell in a Handbasket, Come Hell or High Water, Get the Hell Out of Dodge, Hell Bent, Hell Cat, Shot to Hell, Snowball's Chance in Hell, to hell and back, till hell freezes over, hell to pay, hell's bells, raise hell, and my personal favorite, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, which obviously would melt in hell.
0: For our listeners, we've decided to give you some factual information about HELL. HELL is an unincorporated community in Livingston County in the state of Michigan. HELL has no defined borders or population statistics of its own. HELL is about 15 miles from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and three miles southwest of Pinckney. HELL and Pinckney share the same zip code. Hell developed around a sawmill, gristmill, distillery, and tavern. All four were operated by George Reeves, who moved to the area in the 1830s from the Catskill Mountains area in New York. He purchased a sawmill in what is now known as Hell's Creek in 1841. In addition to the sawmill, Reeves purchased a thousand acres of land. Farmers in the area were quite successful in growing wheat and had an abundance of grain. Reeves opened a distillery to process the excess grain into whiskey, and he also opened a general store tavern on his property. The tavern and distillery soon became a thriving business for Reeves. He built a ballroom on the second floor of the establishment and a racetrack around the mill pond. He also sold his alcohol to nearby road houses and stores. His operations came under the scrutiny of the U.S. government after the civil war. When tax collectors came to hell to assess his operation, Reeves and his customers hid the whiskey by filling barrels and sinking them to the bottom of the mill pond. When the government agents left, they pulled the barrels up with ropes. Reeves' family sold the land to a group of investors in 1924. The investors increased the size of the mill pond by raising the level of the dam, creating what is now Highland Lake. The area soon became a summer resort area, attracting visitors for swimming and fishing. There are a few theories on how hell got its name. The first is that a pair of German travelers stepped out of a stagecoach one sunny afternoon in the 1830s and one said to the other, so schön hell, translated to so beautifully bright and the name stuck. The second theory is tied to the hell-like conditions encountered by early explorers, including mosquitoes, thick forest cover, and extreme wetlands. The third is that George's habit of paying the local farmers for their grain with home-distilled whiskey led many wives to comment, he's gone to hell again, when questioned about their husband's whereabouts. The fourth is, soon after Michigan gained statehood, George Reeves was asked what he thought the town he helped settle should be called, and he replied, I don't care. You can name it Hell for all I care. The name became official in 1841. We are headed to Hell and will be interviewing John Colon, the mayor of Hell, plus we will be on location at the Hell Hole Diner and Damnation University, or Damn You. Stay tuned. This show is guaranteed to be epic. We are interviewing John Cologne and Reverend Vaughn, the official minister of hell. John and Vaughn, welcome to Modern Widow podcast. So let's start with John, the mayor of hell. We hear that you have an incredible story to tell us, so let's start there. This is what I have heard, if it's official or unofficial, that you were in Vietnam. I was. And that you have an incredible story regarding your visit, Well, okay. To Vietnam. So, and would you like to talk about that? And thank you so much for your service. Oh, you.
1: Yeah, we're, we are um, we are of the Vietnam era. Yeah. So.
2: yeah. I ser- I actually served with the 101st Airborne. It was the third of the 506th battalion in World War II. It was the Band of Brothers, oh. and in for- 1947 they decommissioned it and brought it back in 1967. And we were all volunteer group. We had the Volunteer and pass some rugged crap and interviewed like and stuff like that to be part of this battalion, knowing that you were going to Vietnam. And uh, so I volunteered. I figured that I was going to get more training instead of knowing I was going to end up there anyway. It uh, was a lot of hard training. Everything. I became a sergeant. My rank came up, and uh, I had a. Was in the fourth platoon, and we were you know, recon and everything else. We actually set the record in Vietnam of 72 days in the jungle without a shower. Wow. <laughs> we just, wherever there was a creek, wherever there was, and when wow. we'd get resupplied, hopefully, every four or five days with stuff. But anyway, um, on the 19th of February, 1968, there was 28 left in my yeah. platoon. Yeah. Normally it has 46 guys. And... Um, We were in Fantiyet. That's where we were sent. Um, We were scheduled. We went to Vietnam uh, by troop ship, and it took 28 days to from San Francisco to uh, to Vietnam. And I just always remembered we landed or we flew into the San Francisco air uh, airport, and just. I'll never forget how we were treated. Yeah. I mean, people spit at us, oh, saying yeah. that we hoped hope we were we were baby killers, and that you know, was just the time all this stuff, you know. And, how sad! Uh, how sad! You know. But anyway, uh, when we got on Why? board the ship, we found out we were going to be the leading force invading. It was either North Vietnam, or we were going to have two two combat jumps, you know, parachute jumps. None of that worked out. We did sit on a runway one time for over four hours with our parachutes on and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, hmm. it was canceled at the last minute because of uh, some colonel had all the major had all the orders and he was back in one of the camps and went into a PX or someplace and left his jeep running and uh, all the orders in it and everything. He came out and it was gone. Oh my god. <laughs> so they had to cancel from there, we were sent a couple days later to Fantiette. It was the home place, home birthplace of uh, Ho Chi Minh. Mm. And we were sent there to um, protect the town and stuff. So when we got there, there was probably about 160 of us, or 180, and realized we found out there was thousands of them. so anyway, but uh, you know, we took the city back and did different things. And on the 19th of February '68, we had uh, we were sent out to back into the jungles. You know, around that it was the area was known as Disneyland because it was constantly uh, the Viet Cong were constantly there and they'd run back and forth. You know, almost every night we were attacked and stuff. Oh my gosh. So, but uh, mm-hmm. we went there, hopefully, to clean it up and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But uh, uh, crossing the, the river, at, uh, what was that? The Thai-Wet River, I believe it was called. Um, got to, crossed it, and kind of went up a hill on the top of the hill, or the high ground was a cemetery, mm-hmm. uh, which we immediately started getting fire from the jungles mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. We had to call in air support, and they bombed it all and did all that other stuff and was told to move forward. And we probably didn't get 40 yards and, and we were crossing a very flat mm-hmm. price page, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell broke loose. I was shot uh, three times that day, mm-hmm. um, actually found in a body bag in the morgue. The second time I rolled off the pile of bodies, they decided to open it. and. Uh, you know, forgot to stop the paperwork. Mom and dad were notified. Oh kids, my
0: uh, God. And
2: just uh, spent, uh, what was it, about uh, 20 months and some days in the hospital recovering.
1: Your uh, parents so thought you were dead. Yeah,
2: so did all my guys. <laughs> so, oh my you know, gosh. I, I just remember being on a helicopter and I couldn't figure out why I was naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> any everybody I see. But you know, I was sh- I was shot here, so I had to take take you know, my shirt off probably and I still had carried seventeen pieces of shrapnel in my mm. chest and shoulder and part mm. of my head that I was shot in the mm. head that went through my helmet mm. or off my ear and then I was also shot up here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that explains the, the pants. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was toe tagged right on site and put in the body my bag. Gosh. And, and I kind of, and I remember I learned something in school. We can get to that. Um, I repeated in my life thousands of times illegimentary non carborundum, illegimentary non carborundum. Um, but in the long run, it means don't let the bastards wear you down. <laughs> but I kept uh, remember I remember reciting that while I was laying on the floor wow. in the morgue. But I could hear other people, you know, I on the field. I kept hearing Cologne's dead, Cologne's dead, and I kept I, kept, I couldn't uh, talk. But it was like that's how you put people in shock. You can't say that. You can't, you know. Oh, I couldn't react gosh. or yeah. anything. But anyway, got to the got to the. I remember laying on the floor hearing people talk. Yoshida, who I will see next month. I haven't seen him in 40 years. Wow. Um, he was shot here, and um, but I can remember him waiting, and I kept thinking, don't take care of me, take care of him first. I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, that was what mm-hmm. it was. You know, I was a 21-year-old kid. I turned 21 <laughs> on the ship going over. Wow. But um, anyway, somehow... I was on a pile of bodies, and I rolled off twice, mm. and there was a, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember the lieutenant's name, who went and got Doc Lovey, he's, they opened the body bag, and Doc Lovey was saying, no, he's dead, he's dead, um. you know, I already checked him out, and the guy, he said to the guy, he said, Doc Lovey, took off his glasses and said, here, there's a good way to check. Mm-hmm. And see, there's no steam, there's no nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't—they couldn't feel a heartbeat, or couldn't, you know, feel a pulse or anything. And the guy said, "There's a little bit on it." So they, doc, lovely, said they worked on me for about forty-five minutes and brought me back where I could wow. Move some stuff. Wow. Um
0: So you literally have been through, through hell. hell. I know. I think so. Better. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I, I would, I would <laughs> I say so. But, uh, Let's talk a little bit about Damnation University and, and the creation of that, and how many de, uh, different departments do you have and well, diplomas that you actually, give out every year?
2: Actually, Damn You came to me in about 1961. I was in high school. And it was like a business math class, a general math. Type, but we all had to come up with a business. Mine was "Damn You," Damnation <laughs> University. And it was a picture on the folder of the dam back here.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
2: And I made my presentation and everything. And everybody was laughing and everything else. Every other word was "Hell" and "Damn You" and this and that. So we—that uh, was the end of it. And a couple of days before school, it was the end of the year and that was part of your grade. The teacher asked me to stay after class. He was kind of like a substitute, too, but he uh, said he actually liked it. He said, I gave you an A. Now, graduating with a 1.5 average, I didn't see a lot of A's, (laughs) but but I was president of my class three years (laughs) and student council president. (laughs) Anyway, and he said something that stuck to me my whole life. Uh, he's mid-30s, single. I'm a 16-year-old kid. And he says, I was out drinking with my buddies the other night. And he says, we are talking about stuff. And he says, I was telling him about your presentation. And he says, every university needs a Latin or Greek motto. And he said we came up with one for you. Illegimentary non-carborundum.
1: Okay, that's where it comes
2: from. And I said, well, what does that mean? He says, don't let the bastards wear you down.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Great
2: story. You are so creative. So, anyway, so that was... Wow. That's how that came to be, and we have different diplomas and stuff like that. Well, when you get a
1: degree from DAMU,
2: what's your degree in? Well, a degree can be in, we have about eight, ten different
3: programs programs
2: that you can take, um, you know, to become a a bachelor's degree. You know, let's just say uh, one of the ones we have is... uh, we have automotive, a lot of street rods and cars we have here. So we have different degrees in automotive, you know, mechanic. And, like, we'll name the car, you know, that's your rest, degree Restor- in restora- right. restoration, right. you know. And it'll be, uh, like in my case, 36 Dodge or one of my other ones that I've had. And uh, so th- that type of thing. But a, a regular bachelor's degree, I think. I can grab the paperwork, it's like, I think it's uh, $60 for a bachelor's degree, and you get a t-shirt, you get your degree, you get a couple other things in the package, and a master's degree, I think, is about uh, $75, it adds a sweatshirt to it, it'll add stuff. A doctorate is, I believe, 100. Oh, my. And then it gets sweatpants and sweat, you know, different things like that.
0: So I've got to get a run. degree from Damn You. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Today's the yeah, day. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. So there's yeah.
2: stuff like that that yes. we do with Damn You.
0: Well, this has been so enjoyable. Thank you so much for being a part of Modern Widow podcast. And now we are headed over to the hell hole. What in the hell did you expect?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and I I, it's my first trip to hell, but I don't think it'll be my last. Great. And now I'll know someone in hell. That's right.
0: We are interviewing Reverend Vaughn, the official minister of Hell, Michigan. Vaughn, welcome to Modern Widow Podcast.
4: Well, thank you so much. It's just so wonderful to be talking to you, two beautiful ladies, once again. Well, oh, thank you. Of course.
0: Yes, we always love a compliment, don't we, Fran?
4: Yes, we do. <laughs>
1: Who doesn't? Well, we 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 have a few questions for you, Reverend Vaughn, and. um I'm, we're interested in, in hearing um, answers. Reverend Vaughn, we know that Hell is divided into Uptown, Midtown, and Downtown, and we're curious about that. Uh, could you tell us about that and also about what activities and attractions we might find in each of those areas?
4: Sure, I'd love to. So Uptown, it features our family-friendly diner, the Hellhole Bar. Their menu's pretty fun. Where else can you get a buzzard Reuben with a side order of witch sticks with a shot of devil's blood? It's so delicious. That's my go-to uh, place to go. Um, I love their menu. We also have our ever-changing house sign. Um, it can say, oh, hell. It can say, hello, if we move the O. Or it can just say plain old hell, and it all just depends on the day around here. And then also in Uptown, you also have the Bat Rooms with special seating available then you go to midtown midtown hell where we have the screams ice cream and halloween souvenir shop it features a large variety of hell souvenirs don't forget to purchase your one square inch of hell for yourself or for your friend you get a certificate and of course bragging rights for all eternity and then we also have our uh very own ice cream crematory which has an antique coffin that holds a buffet Sunday bar. It's the droppings bar. We don't have toppings in hell. We have droppings. So you can get bat droppings, ghost poop, dehydrated fairy farts, toenails, red eyes with the ocular nerve still attached. Oh, it's just a cherry on top of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we have our very own one hell of a putt-putt golf course. We have the scattering yard on the grounds, which is the final resting place for your hellish relatives or exes. Um, You can sprinkle their ashes. We have our Lots of Love Bridge, where you can lock your love eternally in hell. We also have our very own Chapel of Love Wedding Chapel, where we officiate weddings, vow renewals, commitment ceremonies, and memorials. Every Saturday during the summer, we have our very own house musician, Creepy Clyde filling the air with his ghoulish tunes. We have the world's smallest river walk. That's self-explanatory. And then be sure to check out our Facebook page. Um, A lot of our events are on that page. So you'll be able to just go to the Go to Hell Facebook page. And then downtown, we have the Hell Saloon. They have great food. It's a happening place to drink, eat, and eat with the locals. They also Thursday nights they have their bikers night, and then in Midtown Hill on Thursday nights we have our cruising one hell of a cruising car cruise where you can bring your vintage cars and you can just sit and shoot the bull or whatever with all the other car people.
1: Well, that's uh, that's quite a variety of uh, oh, we're things good. to see and things to do. We have
4: so much to do here.
0: I know that the mayor of hell, John, is a car enthusiast. Would he be at the Thursday night cruising events? He
4: does. Yes, he does. He loves, he'll pull up a chair and he just, he'll bring his 1936 car and he'll uh, just pull a chair out and he'll just sit with the others and they just have the best time ever. They do.
0: That sounds... Perfect. Vaughn. you are the official reverend of hell. Let's talk about the wedding chapel. Sure. How many weddings do you perform or vow renewals? And are you doing funerals?
4: Um, so last year we did like 176 weddings, ceremonies and vow renewals. So we stay pretty busy. There's two officiants, myself and Minister Dana, our hell's chapel of love it holds about 12 guests you can opt for an outdoor ceremony but beware Um, like today mother nature chooses what to what weather to cast down upon you so be prepared and then we officiate pretty much 24 7 365 both of us just live pretty close by you got the license we'll marry you whenever you want we're cheap as hell (laughs) as far as a unique venue goes um (laughs) I mean, seriously, hell, we don't care how yes, you are. I mean, it's your day. I mean, we've had couples come in, they've came in costumes, bikinis, speedos, cut off shorts. We even had best men sport adult diapers and nothing else on Halloween during our midnight ceremony. Oh, my. Right. Yeah, that was a sight. That was a sight. <laughs> oh, you don't forget that. can't unsee it. <laughs> And one of our favorite things in hell is um, your marriage license will actually say hell, that you were married in hell, Michigan. Talk about bragging rights for eternity there or until the divorce. (laughs) And then after uh, every ceremony concludes, we always say, after all, a marriage that begins in hell has nowhere else to go but up. And we also guarantee that wedding um, if it doesn't work out. You can bring your new other and we will marry them for free. And your ex can bring their new other and we'll marry them for free. So it goes oh, on wow. for eternity. <laughs> and then some of our favorite ceremonies, which I really love doing, is uh, the full moon at midnight weddings. They're really beautiful. And the midnight ceremonies, they do come with a very special pricing of their own. So it's a little bit more. And then we also, one of the things that we're really famous for is our leap year weddings. So that happens every four years. And on the 29th, we have a mass ceremony just in front of the chapel, giving away 29 weddings and 29 vow renewals. So this past leap year, we had 58 couples on the grounds with their guests. And this event, it was covered with international press, local and international. We had interviews from Australia, New Zealand, Great Britain, Iceland. So it was just so popular, so popular. And we wow. do it every four years. So that way the poor little um, spouse doesn't have to remember their wedding except every four years. <laughs> hopefully they don't forget. <laughs> right? That's a good one. <laughs> and, and our most popular day is Halloween. Um, we will book our chapel. We will have two ministers going every half hour. From 9 a.m. to usually about 10 p.m., unless we have a midnight ceremony. Yeah, it just every half hour, um, people come to hell to get married on Halloween, wow. which is really fun. It's really a fun day. It's a fun day. Wow. Now,
0: Reverend Vaughn, do people do a reception afterwards, like at one of the
4: yeah. bars? Yeah, so they'll plan, they'll pre plan that. Most people come with, you know, they, they tend not to have big family you know with them they'll bring like 10 or 12 people and then they'll arrange um either at the house Saloon or the hell hole bar to have you know their reception there just did one on april fool's day that was a busy day we had three weddings they had a beautiful reception at the hell hole and it was so nice and you know uh there was probably about 40 people there so they took over the whole restaurant wow
0: yeah you know that sounds actually it sounds lovely mm-hmm. and also reasonable because oh. I know how much weddings could cost.
1: Sure.
4: It's very reasonable. Yeah. Like I said, we're cheap as hell. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we live up to our name and how, how unique just the whole setting and, and to have it on Halloween or leap year mm. or, um, yeah, the full moon. Full moon at midnight sounds amazing. Yeah, they, they are beautiful. They really are beautiful ceremonies.
4: And yeah. you know, we take our ceremonies very seriously here. You know, we have fun with them, but you know, it is a it is a special day, and it's a legal. You know, what you're doing is legal and forever. So, um, hmm. you know, we we take a lot of pride in our uh, ceremonies.
1: Well. We have been given the honor of being uh, honorary uh, co-mayors for the day. Yes. Do do we have any responsibilities? I mean, what what are our responsibilities? And do we have the power to change things (laughs) in health?
4: Well, wasn't it the best day ever for you? Come on, admit it, it.
0: really was. It was a lot of fun. We
4: had who so else? much fun, yes. who else can say they were mayors of the day and have bragging rights for eternity right? Yes
1: and <laughs> and be, a, and be a, a, a a property owner
4: and a property owner, right. Um so with our uh, mayors, we have a package that um. It's the perfect gift for the person who has everything, you know, and what's so unique about it is we offer in-person or distant mayors. So you don't even have to come to hell to be mayor of the day. Oh, wow. You can gift it to somebody in uh, California or wherever, and we will just call them and harass the heck out of them all day long and send them a great mayor package. That includes a bunch of swag. You've got your swag bags. Oh,
0: we did, and they yeah. were wonderful. Love
4: it. Lots of stuff in there. And the responsibilities, well, first off, you all have to make sure that hell doesn't break loose, <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, second, you get to deal with the real employee from hell, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love my title (laughs) and of course the bragging rights for all eternity and then you know things well you kind of blew it because you've already been impeached (laughs) so sure you can't can't change anything right now
0: (laughs) it It was short but sweet
4: it's all in good fun you know um so, so really as far as changing too much yeah no you just have a really good time and you know we try to make it really fun for everyone. I mean, this past weekend, our we had our youngest mayor ever. It was Dominic, and he was one year old. Oh! Out. So he was our mayor of the day. On How cute Saturday.
1: is that?
4: And he came especially <laughs> for our devil duck hunt. We had uh, probably several hundred people on the grounds for our ducky hunt. And, oh!
1: Uh, yeah, so he got to be the mayor of all that. Okay.
0: Oh.
1: Well, I think it's hysterical that you can be mayor in hell remotely. (laughs) Absolutely, and it's the best, you know, because, like I
4: said, you get your certificate, you get your Uh, of hell, you get your dirt. I mean, you get a whole swag bag, you know, and and it's all in good fun. And like I said, you know, people that have everything, this is something unique that they don't have. That's
1: true. That
4: (laughs) is true. And we just love it. We just love it.
0: John, the mayor of hell, told us about the creation of Damnation University.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so let's continue that discussion. And how many degrees are available through Damu? You? And, uh, you know, how much does it cost? How long are the courses? How long does it take you to get a degree?
4: Well, um, so basically, there's about 40-ish um, degrees available. Basically, yeah, look through the book. And you say, that's the degree I want. <laughs> I mean, seriously, come on. We don't hold you to learning. <laughs> and we're just getting together our, I mean, we've got um, just some of the the craziest degrees. Bachelor's degree of automobile accessorizing. Um, <laughs> The Bachelor of Finnish Perfectionism. Um, what uh, else do we have here? The Bachelors of Mouth Noisology.
1: Oh, my gosh.
4: Let's see. Bachelors of 2020 Hindsight.
1: Oh.
4: Oh. oh.
1: Right?
4: <laughs> Love it.
0: That's an excellent Love degree it. to have.
4: The Bachelors of Duct Tapeology. Oh. Uh, the Bachelors of Cubicle Decoration. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? Yeah, I don't know. There's just a whole slew of these things. Uh, we have Bachelors of Remote Control Domination. Remote I Control what? Domination. You know, <laughs> oh my. Who's in charge of the remote, you know?
1: <laughs> Got it.
4: Right. Got it. <laughs> so. Okay.
0: But... How about the doctorates degree? I'm thinking yeah. of getting my doctorates from damn you.
4: So we've got a package that's available and it's about 66, 66 oh. uh, to purchase the packet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: And you get a whole swag bag full of goodies of all damnation university stuff.
0: Well, I think that is going to be my goal for this okay. year is I to be it. have my doctorate's degree from damn you.
4: Damnation Nation University. Yep. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> Reverend Vaughn, this has been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for being a part of Modern Middle Podcast of and meeting us in place. hell.
4: I know. I'm so glad to have met you
1: two. It's just it's been so much fun. I, I can't tell you how much how much fun we had and talk about a unique experience. It it was uh it was once in a lifetime
4: exactly. And you know and like we say, we're the first to welcome you, and then we're the last ones to tell you to get the hell out <laughs> because we don't want to keep you. So we even give you an exit visa to get the hell out.
1: Oh my.
0: It was a wonderful day, and thank you so much. Of course, of course. It was our pleasure. We are at the Hell Hole Diner in Hell, Michigan, and we are interviewing some people that we have met at the diner.
1: We actually have a couple of young people here, and I have a young lady next to me. And can you tell um, our listeners what your name is? I'm Anna. And you are, I have a a young gentleman also, and your name is? I'm Edwin. We are so happy Anna and Edwin agreed to talk to us a little bit today about uh, their experience in hell. Well, here's my question. Um, Given your young ages, I'm assuming that this is your first trip to hell. Um, Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. And is it everything that you expected? Yeah. Not really. Well, what activities have you been doing while you've been here today?
0: Uh, I ran on a put putt golf course. We took a bunch of photos, and we got to see a lot of cool things that they have, like little tourist uh, attractions.
1: And I did the same as Anna. Well, I, I hear that you had ice cream and that there were some very interesting toppings. Um, what were some of them? Uh, There were, like, bat droppings, toenails, worms. During ghost poop. Well, that sounds very interesting, <laughs> Edwin. Something exciting happened to you while you were in hell today. Um, can can you tell us about it? I lost my tooth when I was eating a French fry. So you literally left a piece of yourself in hell today? Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about? Do you want to invite them to come and see uh, the interesting sites in hell? Yeah, it's really great. Well, that's great. I'm so glad you agreed to talk to us today, and uh, I, gosh, I, I hope you go back to hell soon. Well, we also have with us today Edwin and Anna's mother, um, and would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Joey. Well, since this is the kids' first trip to hell, I'm going to assume that it's also your first trip to hell, or have you been here
5: without them before? This is my first trip to hell. I've had hell experiences in my life, but I've never been to the town before.
1: What were you expecting in the town today?
5: I don't know what I was really expecting, but when I got there, it was really adorable. We arrived at this cute little shop and the kids ran around outside first because they had a miniature golf and all of these picture frames. And we visited the chapel. We saw the locks of love bridge and then we went inside and the kids each bought a rubber ducky from hell. So would you recommend uh, a trip to hell to other people? Definitely. It was a great afternoon. We had lunch at the diner, and then we went back to the shop to get ice cream. And the kids had ghost poop and fairy farts on their ice cream. Did, did you have any
1: interactions with some of the other people in hell? Like, how, how did you find them? Did you find them friendly?
5: Were they nice? For hell, they were amazing. We ran into this wonderful guy who told, right when we got out of the car, he introduced himself and told me what to do and about his life. And then we went to the diner and the waitress was wonderful. It was a really great experience.
1: Well, thanks so much for talking with us and
0: um, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll go to hell again. Hopefully. Audience, full disclosure. Those were my grandchildren and my daughter, who is our executive producer. We finally got her on the air, and we got her on the air in hell. We want to thank our executive producer for her continued expert advice and critiques of our podcast. A big thank you to our special guest this week, John Colon, mayor of hell, the hellhole diner, and Vaughn, the minister of hell, for allowing us to be on location. We also want to thank my grandchildren and our executive producer for being interviewed and for everyone in hell for making our podcast so beneficial, fun, informative, and interesting. Of course, we always want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and listening. Fran, we have a comment to read this week from Avocado Mango. He writes... Love you. Thank you for helping me survive the last couple of years. Your humor, knowledge, and kindness is amazing. Love you both. Joe. Joe, thank you so much for those very kind comments. If you would like to write a comment, our email address is modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. Again, modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran.
1: And I'd like to add my thanks to everyone uh, that we interviewed in hell today and also to all the listeners who do send in comments. Um, Sherry and I can officially say that we have now been to hell and back. We hope you'll stay tuned as we travel to even more destinations around the great state uh, of, of Michigan and show you some additional interesting facts and places that we know that you'll all enjoy. This week's quote comes from a gentleman named Glenn Doyle, because we all have those days when we don't feel like doing anything, don't think we can do anything. And the quote is this, can't clean the whole room, clean a corner of it. Can't do all the dishes? Do one dish. Can't get in the shower? Wash your face. Always look for the thing you can do with the energy and focus you do have. Little wins pave the way for bigger wins. One percent beats zero percent. See ya.
0: Bye-bye.
3: again